This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Move Milkers? Welcome back to the Skywalk episode 107. Wow, 107. And it again, the Clone Wars have. <laughs> the alternate title is Rex in Effect. Oh, If you snap. watch episode 11 of the Clone Wars, you get that. Jeff, in this episode, we talk a lot about the news today. There's some big, big... He's laying bricks for a foundation. Breaking Star Wars news that, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, you haven't heard any of this yet. There's going to be a new series. <laughs> no comment. And we're going to talk about the finale of the Clone Wars animated series. Yes. But, but before we do, social meteors. <laughs> this is where the good move milkers can find us on social media. On Apple Podcasts, search for the Skywalk. Skies in Skywalk, as in the thing you cook in, spell W-O-K. Subscribe there and maybe. leave us a review. Spotify, same deal. Search for the Skywalk. Three words. Disgracebook, Facebook.com slash the Skywalk. Twitter, at the Skywalk. Instagram, the Skywalk. Yeah. Podomatic. Jeff, tell us about Podomatic. Well, listeners, you can find us in all of our episodes at StarWarsOverCoffee.Podomatic.com. And all the other platforms, Stitcher, Podbean, Radio something or other. Jeff, to start off our episode, as always. Actually, Br- Brett. What? Brett. Brett. Yeah. Before I start off, I want to put in one little shout out. Okay. I read the review that was given to us oh. last week. Oh, yeah. And it was freaking amazing, dude. Top notch. I know. I'm, I'm taking three drinks for this one. Yeah. Shout out to Logan. And I'm for dipping into barbecue. Jeff, as I told Logan. Thank you for the review. On Facebook.com slash The Skywalk. That could have been the mission statement for our podcast from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Logan. It totally, it just, you know what? Logan gets us. It made me very happy because I think everything he described in that review is everything that we try to do on the Skywalk. So it's really, um, it means a lot. We may not always land, but when we do, it's awesome. (laughs) When we do, it's a triple backflip by Ray Park. Um, There we go. I want to say... We've had a feature on this show for quite some time now. I don't know how far this goes back, Jeff. I want to say about a year. And it's called Waititi Watch. And today, we have the ultimate Waititi Watch. The Waititi Watch to end all Waititi Watches. Because from here on out, we don't even have to call it Waititi Watch. Because now it's just Star Wars, Jeff. (laughs) You see how excited I am? Okay, that, don't don't hype me up, Brad. Don't don't bring me to this level and let me down. Jeff, he's doing it. It's official. It's on StarWars.com. Taika Waititi is directing a Star Wars film for the cinema. No way. Yes, Jeff. Yes. Are you kidding me? Before this news broke, Jeff. Are you no no? Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm not even kidding you right now, man. This is what I thought when I looked at Twitter oh, today. Oh, dude, like, dude, dude, dude! I gotta go. Holy crap! Hold on, hold on. Are you kidding I, me? I All right, you go up. look for it. In the I meantime, I will tell you, Move Milkers, that originally today's YTD watch was gonna just be that somehow, despite the pandemic, Thor: Love and Thunder by Taika Waititi was actually moved up. So they moved up the release date, uh, I want to say a week or two from whenever it originally was. And that was going to be our YTD watch. Now, the reason we always do YTD watch on this podcast, our excuse for inserting Taika's name in every episode is because he directed 
uh, an episode, the season finale of The Mandalorian Season 1, and he voiced IG-11, the amazing bounty hunter droid that really stole the show. Um, so ever since that, ever since those things were rumored, we included Taika Waititi in our podcast. And today... Dude, I'm reading it now. My goodness! The ultimate affirmation, Jeff. Dude, can you believe this? He Okay. Yep. Academy Award winner. This is straight from StarWars.com. Yep. Academy Award winner Taika Waititi, who recently won Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit and directed the widely acclaimed first season finale episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, which was awesome, by the way. <laughs> That's just my little tidbit. Your words. Will direct and co-write a new Star Wars feature film for theatrical release. Brett... He's not just directing, he's co-writing. Yes, it. yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. It, wow. Like, right. You so know he's what? not finally, finally, all of our YTD watches have yes. come to fruition. Yes. You know, here's the thing, right? So we talked about this um on a recent episode. There were these rumors that he was being courted to create a Star yes. Wars, potentially a Star Wars film, but nobody really yep. knew for sure if it would be that. Wow. Or maybe a series for Disney Plus or something. So we didn't know. And then Taika was a little coy about it. He was like, yeah, we'll see. It'll be great if that happened. But, you know, nothing's confirmed, blah, blah, blah. And so I guess I don't think I ever thought that it was really going to happen. Like, I don't don't think my brain ever really got there. And so we were, you know, we shared it as a YTD watch. But now here it is. Like, it's really actually happening. Jeff, let's hope a year from now, though, he doesn't get fired and replaced with Ken Burns. Okay, here, here's the thing, Brett. Brett. Yeah. It's it's no longer YTD Watch. It's YTD Wars, baby. Yes. Because yes. now the question is, can, he, can we get him to do more than one? <laughs> okay, yeah. more than one. All right, here's my question about this, Jeff. Guaranteed. Here, here's the interesting thing to me. I, I So I don't have any doubt that they would want him to do more than one because, I mean, they're probably feeling 99% certain that, like, no matter what, this is going to be successful. So the question to me is, the state of Star Wars right now is that the most recent trilogy ended with, you know, the final chapter unperforming, underperforming at the box office. Now, a lot of people have been yes. making comparisons, which is not fair to do generally. Um, but it will but they, happen. They've been comparing The Rise of Skywalker with Rogue One. And they're like, Rogue One outperformed, you know, this episodic chapter of Star Wars. So that has me thinking, will they, would they potentially look at that and just say, you know what, Taika, just make like a fun, crazy, action-packed, heartfelt Star Wars film that's a standalone thing. There we go. So this is my thing. Disney has been looking for someone to give the keys to. <laughs> okay. Well, it, Jeff- like, I, it, it's like... Jeff, there's a they, bungee cord attached to the keys. That's a thing. They, there there is a bungee the cord. Out. There is. So they're like the keys you get at the gas station, right? There's a block <laughs> right. of wood attached and a string. <laughs> and like you're not really walking away with the keys. But this time, this time, I think there's enough trust there to literally actually let him drive outside of the parking lot. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Like this is, dude, this is like giving you the keys to the Porsche and yep. saying, I... I'm going to allow you to drive cross country. Yeah. Um, Jeff, I just, this is just amazing. Nice. This is a big day for okay. the Skywalk. I, I thought today couldn't get any better. Yeah. And then you hit me with that. Yeah. Um, so we kind of led with the big thing, but there was this other thing that broke uh, that we were going to talk about anyways. And then today it was confirmed, which is another Star Wars series for Disney Plus. 
I'm going to read this to you from the press release, Jeff. Uh, A new Star Wars series is in the works at Disney+. The series hails from Leslie Headland, the co-creator, showrunner, and executive producer of the critically acclaimed Netflix series Russian Doll. So, Jeff, that was confirmed today, everything that I just said. Now, the part that's not confirmed is everything else because nobody knows what this series is going to be at all. Like, nothing else has been confirmed about it other than that it exists, and it's coming from this woman. But the rumors were preceding this confirmation Uh that it was going to be a female-centric series that takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, is it a show or a movie? No, it's a show. It's a Disney Plus series. So let me tell you, let me tell you my question. Ooh, oh, that was different. Okay. All right. Female-centric right. is the rumor mm-hmm. and takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. So would that rule out the possibility that is that it is the rumored Ahsoka Tano live-action series? Because you could have the Ahsoka crossover in The Mandalorian and then spin it off into an Ahsoka show. That doesn't mean it has to take place in the exact same time period as The Mandalorian. So my my guess is that this could be the Ahsoka series and the Ahsoka series could take place before or after The Mandalorian timeline. It's possible. I've got to I've got to I'm going to go a different route, though. Mm hmm. What do you think of the idea? Uh, yes, it has already been put out there that it could be Ahsoka Tano. Uh-huh. However, another character that has also been rumored to have a series centered around them is Sabine oh. from Rebels. Okay. Because in that sense, she actually is a warrior and the future leader of, of the Mandalorians. Now, she gave up that right, but she's the one who actually uh, was trained on how to use the Darksaber. Ooh, but Jeff, okay, so uh, I'm going to fold your theory into mine again, because weren't the two of them together at the end of Star Wars Rebels? They were. However, Ahsoka Tano, in that sense, could be her guide and the one giving her direction instead of the central figure. How about we get both? How about we put them both together? Because you know, she, Ahsoka Tano is supposed to be really old at that point. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm not talking about right after at the end of Rebels, but where they make the jump in time to where um, Ahsoka Tano meets up with Sabine later on to say, mm-hmm. "Let's go look for Ezra." You're saying we don't know how far after Return of the Jedi they start their quest. Right. The quest for Ezra. And it doesn't even have to be the search for Ezra. They, like, that's my point. It, yeah. could, it could be something totally different. Right. Um, I just recently read an article that analyzed the last few moments of Rise of Skywalker in the voices that were heard talking to Rey. Ooh. And the, uh, the running dialogue, um, especially from the novel, is that all of the, those dead Jedi actually put their first power into Rey in order to defeat Palpatine. So the idea is they, um, the link that they made on the article was that every person who spoke to Rey was a, was a Jedi that died. And that, that, that includes Ahsoka. So my point is that Ahsoka does die before force awakens. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So if, if she dies, but you know, if Sabine is the main character, Sabine could still be alive. That's true. So you're saying they'd push it way out in the future. They could push it way out in the future. And and not only Sabine, but Ezra 
definitely is still alive at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Oh man. Wow. Yeah, because distance, you know, distance doesn't matter. Right. right. So that would be really great. Uh, it'd be wonderful to see Sabine. Um, see, now, uh, maybe I'm just thinking like maybe the two of them together, because when you say female centric, to me, that doesn't mean you just have a female lead. It means, Ooh. you know, Jeff, if you think about Star Wars, are you talking ensemble? All right. Ensemble. Right. Because think about all of these Star Wars. You know, we use the word ensemble, but that usually means five men, one woman. Right. So I'm thinking is if you're going to say female centric, maybe you're completely flipping that ratio. Right. Where it's not going to be. Well, we have a, I mean, Rogue One is a female lead and then she's surrounded by 12 dudes all the time. Right. So it's like that's not female. To me, that's not female centric. It's usually like four to one. So I'm thinking maybe it's going to be the other way around. Uh, let's okay. get into some let's get into some news nuggets, Jeff. Besides the big news, the big Taika news, which is really the only news that matters today. Um, mm. Two and a half hour live action coloring book, The Rise of Skywalker, released early on Disney Plus today. Yeah, I'm good. Just being completely honest about this movie, I'm flipping that one. Uh, me too. I I'm I'm not gonna go there again and criticize the movie. I'm just gonna tell you that. After having seen The Rise of Skywalker, I have a less desire to rewatch not only The Last Jedi, but also The Force Awakens. So I don't know what that means. So it's interesting you say that because I'm, again, it's it's kind of what I told you before the movie came out. Yeah. I wanted it to be one last big hurrah. Yep. But I'm actually done with the original trilogy. The original trilogy? No, I mean like like the, the entire saga. Like I'm the good saga. now. Yeah. 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 So I'm good with the Skywalker saga. I mean, maybe 10 years from now, I'll rewatch the original trilogy yeah. and maybe the prequels. Yeah. But the sequel trilogy. Jeff, I'm hearing a lot of that too. You know, like there's yeah. um, people talking about some of the toy reveals today on May 4th. Uh, a lot of it is original trilogy stuff. Now, part of that's because it's the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. So they're releasing a lot of those new toys. But I've heard, heard people saying, yeah, you know but. what? Like, I am done with, you know, I've got Dagobah Luke in every form imaginable. I don't need it again. <laughs> and that there's nothing wrong with that. Like, this is totally fine. This is It's perfectly yeah. normal that you're feeling that way. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I still enjoy all the artwork from Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. enjoy it. I don't enjoy it from the sequel trilogy. Really? Oh, man. Well, yeah. that's a whole other bag, Jeff. I don't even know if we can diagnose that right now. I'll tell you what I did enjoy. The concept art oh, for man. Colin Trevorrow's script. Oh, okay. All right. Not to, Well, I thought you were going to mention the concept art that's all over Disney Plus right now, which I think is awesome. Too. That, too. Like, man, I hope, Jeff, I hope that's not gone at the end of the day. Like, I hope they leave that up for a little while because... Man, it's just stunning. And I've these are pictures, Jeff. There's a guy in uh, the best Star Wars Facebook group that there is, okay. the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. <laughs> yes. There's a guy named Jack. Shout out to the Alliance. Jack Crycheck. Shout out to Jack. Who, Jeff? No joke. I think he's going on almost. I want to say close to 600 days. Every day, posting one piece of Ralph McQuarrie Star Wars concept art. Wow. And, you know, he's really not to us, but to, you know, to the general public, Jeff, he is really the unsung hero, you know, and people know about John Williams, too. And that's why I always tell people it's like really a triumvirate, right? Like George Lucas, John Williams, Ralph McQuarrie, just as big a part. Jeff, last news nugget. Naomi Aki wants another cracky 
at Jana, Digital Spy had a scoop this week. Uh, they had an interview with Naomi Aki, who said this. Jana was a completely new character, and I like the idea that the Star Wars universe is expanding. I think Jana could get a spinoff. She has a really rich backstory that JJ told me about, and a future that we still don't oh, know about. No. I know, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> I, I was really curious you know, to see how long you could hold off the this is like a This is like a wet blanket, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, no, no. Wait, you think that's a wet blanket? The last thing she said was this, Jeff. Wait, wait, let me rephrase that. The interviewer. The interviewer said, is she Lando's long-lost daughter? And then the interviewer says that she just made the my lips are sealed gesture and said, that's my answer. Oh, dude. Yeah. And and I'm sorry. How rich of a backstory is it really to say that? Uh, you know, I'm not even going to go there. It's, it's just let's just let's just flip it on a positive note, Jeff. <laughs> Flip that nugget. <laughs> On a positive note, there are no more news nuggets. We're just going to talk about Clone Wars. There we go. It's so funny to think that only a month ago, we were being dragged through some of the most unentertaining episodes of Clone Wars I've ever seen. <laughs> we did. But do you know what? The amount of anticipation that I had for 30 minutes of a show. Yes. Uh, dude, I stayed up. I'm just going to give you the real account. I stayed up till 3 a.m. Oh, 3 a.m. To watch right. this show. Oh, man, really? Yes. All right, Jeff, so let's go back to, in our last episode, we talked about episode nine of The Clone Wars, okay. which is really where episode things nine. took a turn for the better. Um, and then episode 10 just continued on with that. This episode was sick. Ray Park's moves made a huge difference. I had heard that he was coming back um that he would oh that's my that's i don't know if you heard that that's my yeah i did i did i finally got the jawa on my phone for when i get text messages um <laughs> i heard ray park was going to come back in to choreograph the fight scenes and whatever and do the okay. the uh the motion capture and yep. i think i underestimated how big a difference that makes it goes from feeling like oh other people are making this about star wars to being like this is Star Wars. This is like Star Wars, Star Wars. Like, this really should be made into a movie. Yeah. Episodes 9 through 12 need to be packaged together. And it's so doable. Just, you know, they have to do it. Um, the other major thing in this episode to me, Jeff, was just Maul's connection to the Palpatine-Vader relationship. I mean, because this mm -hmm. dude is, like, completely scorned, right? Like, oh, I, I was the Padawan. And he knows it. Yeah, he knows it. It's, the funny thing is, he actually sounds like the jilted lover. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's wonderful. And it's just amazing to me that oh, Maul... Oh, yeah, it's great. Maul, who, who started off being an extremely two-dimensional character. Jeff, I don't know if you remember, when, when The Phantom Menace came out, like, people... It, it was a, no pun intended, double-bladed lightsaber where people were like, you know, this guy is awesome and one of the best things about the movie. But then the but, flip side of it was, but he had no depth at all. They barely and spoke. And he's got no soul. Right. And and, and, you know, and people would pin, you know, the, the kind of, um, the disappointment with The Phantom Menace, some of it was pinned on, and, and, and correctly to a degree, the fact that, you know, in the original trilogy, every lightsaber battle meant something because there was history and there was dialogue. Yeah, there was weight behind it. Right. And then Darth Maul comes in, doesn't say a word and just fights people for 10 minutes, you know. So and, and it's amazing to think that that character who but still, Jeff, he was just so cool and he just <laughs> looked so good. And he just had this evil, just 
pouring out of every pore. So so that he he really stuck in our minds and hearts all this time and now has turned into like this really complex character. Like I right. I you know, even even in some earlier Clone Wars seasons, I was just kinda like, Yeah, whatever, it's Maul. He's just kinda always bad and they're just gonna keep fighting him and he gets away until whatever point he actually dies. But now, right. like he is a real no, like, he's, he's got mo- he's got layers, man. Jeff, I've been doodling Darth Maul. And I say Darth Maul because like, I, I still love the kind of original Maul aesthetic. And that's another thing, Jeff, about these episodes, right? Have you noticed they keep doing that um, Jedi slash Sith proof barrier, you know, that like force mm-hmm. field that they put in front of him to yep. lock him in? And it's like the Phantom Menace, you know, and those scenes in the Phantom Menace are still so visually stunning when he's behind this sort of force field that you can kind of see, but not really. Everything aesthetically about this was incredible. Dude, him being in in the casket. Yes. Oh, that thing's awesome. And to give that... Okay, so here's something, Jeff, that I think that... No, no, this is my nugget. Oh, is this your nugget? Wait, but... Yes, this is my nugget. Well, I I have a thing that's not really a big point. I'm I'm hoping we're not dipping in the same sauce here. I I don't think so. No, no, this is very small. This is a tiny nugget. This is a crumb, really. Props to Dave Filoni just for the fact he recognizes... It's something that could easily just be kind of a castaway idea, right? This idea that there's a sort of thing that can trap a force user and keep them from escaping. Okay. That he actually gave it a backstory yep. only in like one sentence or two sentences. Like, oh, I thought your sister had all these things, you know, done away with. And it's like, yeah, this is the only mm-hmm. one left. Little things like that, Jeff, mean so much. So now, Brett, let me blow... Let me blow your mind. <laughs> blow my mind with, wh- with what I'm what I'm yeah. about to explain to you. Okay, because this is going to add an entire loaf of bread to the small crumb that you saw dropping. Oh man, I, I don't even so know if you, I'm ready, are you ready for, this? for this. Okay, go ahead. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. So again, the line quoted is that this is the very last one from the Mandalorian Wars. Yes. And when you look at the casket, there's actually an image of Darth Revan. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, see, I did, look at your face. Oh. So, so the top, the, the the top of the casket shows the, the traditional Mandalorian mask. Okay, right. But below that, there's two figures. Oh. The central figure who's hooded, who is drawn in the exact same image of Darth Revan. And next to him is a Mandalorian holding up the dark saber. Really? And giving it to him. No way. So this this confirms, this is the second confirmation that Darth Revan exists in new canon. And it was already referenced to in, in The Rise of Skywalker. Really? Oh, wait, no, yeah. I did know this. I don't remember what it that. is, but I do. I do remember hearing that there was a reference and illusion. He, it's one of the ships because they call the one. They call one of the ships names yeah. after the the after Revan. Yes, that's right. And so and so now we have confirmation, though that that the Revan they're talking about is specifically related to the Mandalorian Wars. Wow! So we're talking about an entire trilogy, Dang. based off of Darth Revan. What? Wow! Yes! Wow! Huh. Okay, I have a season finale. I, I have a not so bold prediction, Jeff. I do not think right, that's where comes. Taika Waititi's going. <laughs> no, that's exact. That's yeah. definitely not where he's going. But that tells me it's definitely going to get done. 
Um, Jeff, here's some things that really stood out to me from this episode, and they were many. I don't know. I want to buy the soundtrack. It was stated that Ahsoka performed admirably, admirably again, which I think Yoda said that to her. But he says, but not as a Jedi. And she says, Jeff, do you remember what she said in reply to that? Go ahead. Not yet. Not yet. Not That's yet. That's right. So, and, and that actually would line up well with the I, thing about, I know I'm going back. Right. I'm just not there yet. Yes. So I think, I feel like we're going to see that. You know, like I feel like at some point, like you don't make a comment like that unless we're going to see a time period where, you know, our last episode, Jeff, we talked about missing out on Luke Skywalker's prime. We do not need mm. to miss out on Ahsoka Tano's prime, live action prime, quite possibly, right? Because like I'm just saying, like we got Rosario she, Dawson. Yeah, you know, and, like and, and this is this is this is what I'm talking about, man. Like we missed out on Luke Skywalker Prime. Yeah, and we totally missed out on Leia Prime. Yeah, not right? if you read Star Wars Dark Empire, Jeffrey. Little plug there. You're not again, <laughs> again, canon only, canon only. Come, you know, calm down. Calm Don't down. be a canonizer, Jeff. No. Um. <laughs> all right. Here's what else I love about this episode. <laughs> The music, man. The music. The music is amazing, Jeff. And I think that's why there are some awesome, kind of like 2001-esque quiet moments in space. I was thinking more Blade Runner. Blade Runner, whatever. You know, like it is, but it's all in that 60s, 70s sci-fi vibe. Yeah, Yeah, like let it breathe, man. Like I think that's what we're missing a lot in newer Star Wars is that we don't get these moments. When we do... Like, man, they're so good. This was like the deepest Clone Wars episode I've ever seen. Absolutely. And so, so and and going right into that, Jeff, the dialogue, you know, the clones are talking to Ahsoka about how they don't want this war. Yeah. But it's the only reason they exist. Yes. He says, without it, us clones wouldn't exist. Like, we, I, when's the last time you got something that thought provoking from a Star War? Like, I don't even know. But then, Jeff. Back to the action. The attack on Ahsoka Tano was so freaking good. Like I, <laughs> Jeff, I shouted words out loud that I shouldn't have shouted, like by myself really? watching the episode. Did you did you drop a couple of bombs there? Uh, you know, it's close. But okay, moving on. Right. Then Ahsoka <laughs> lets Maul out of containment. Letting Maul out, like I, when she released him from captivity, I thought it was kind of questionable. She's absolutely gone gray. Yeah. Very questionable. Very Jedi. But she also did kind of send him to die. Like she's thinking, you know, maybe he'll die. But I kind of think she had to know better. We all know that a thousand clones aren't taking out Maul. But Jeff, here's the thing about it, though. It really made me think like, okay, she is turning into Rosario Dawson. You know? Right. And you release Maul on a bunch (laughs) of clones who were your best friends until five minutes ago. And you knew they were going to die. That's pretty dark, man. Yeah. And so, of course, Maul goes out slicing and dicing, which was also amazing, Jeff. With no lightsaber. With no lightsaber. And was almost yeah. more vicious than Darth Vader in Rogue One. Like, I mean, mm. the way, Jeff, the way he disarmed that one guy, I, I was blown away. It was perfect. Yeah. Then Rex gets a Lothcat scan. Is, is that what you call a lobotomy? Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, then Rex is back, Jeff. No, with, with the plate, though. With the plate. Does he got a plate in his head still? Yeah. But his chip is disabled. His inhibitor chip or whatever. Or removed. It's, well, it's gone. It's they, gone. It, it was removed. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's why we got... So now, Jeff, here's the ultimate squad going forward for this, right? How okay, good would it, it be setting up the continuing adventures of Ahsoka Tano with Rex and occasionally, at least, Bo-Katan? 
Catan, however you say her name, because she's still around. She survives. You know, maybe that somehow relates to the Mandalorian season two appearance. Um, mm. I mean, dude, that's like a ready-made squad. What I like about it too is it's kind of more colorful. Uh, you know, like I, dude, you know, I love everything about the Mandalorian. If there's anything, anything at all that's like one percent missing from the show, it's a little more color, and I mean literal color because they've done really well with the diversity in the casting, right? But I mean yeah. like actual color, like Ahsoka Tano is like literally red, white, and blue. No, no, she, orange, white, and blue. Orange, white, and blue. Yeah, like to me to think of that, right? Because and that's another thing that we don't often get, which is where Mandalorian was so great too, and in including an Ugnot in the regular cast, right? And also, I'd like you know remember that Mandalorians don't have to be human. Right. Oh, that's so true. I, you know, I would I would like to see that. Yeah. Mandal- I would like to see diversity among the Mandalorians. Um, Jeff, then we get to the finale. Episode 12. Love it. It was so it was Amazing. so appropriately um, subdued and melancholy. Although I will say this, Brett, it yeah. was so good. It was, it was actually too good <laughs> because I was I was sad at the end of it. Yeah. You know, it, it's so here's the thing, like Disney has gotten it right with this particular Star Wars with Clone Wars. Yep. But the only thing that I'm still missing is, you know, that moment when um, in Return of the Jedi in Lando's coming out of the Death Star. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The real fist pump moment. Yeah. Is that what you're missing? <laughs> so, so here's the thing, like. Yeah. It's all of the good movies um, or the good shows so far have ended with a small victory and a hint of melancholy. Yeah. Right. So it's it's like, you know, it's really, really good acting. And, you know, the cinematography, the, 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 the way it's being directed is great. But I'm still missing a Star Wars that leaves me elated. Yes. I know because what you mean. I did not feel that way. At the right. end of Rise of Skywalker. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't feel that way at the end of The Mandalorian either for what it's worth or for any you don't, of these shows. You don't. Yeah. And you don't. Yeah. You absolutely don't feel that way at the end of Rogue One. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I kind of did, but it all depends on what you're rooting for, right? <laughs> and, you want, and you want the good guys to pull off the big victory and to earn it, though, and not just have it be... Oh, I got right. two lightsabers now, and that's why I won. Like, no, that that's not how it works, man. No. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I'm sorry, you didn't win because you put a horse on a ship. No. Like it's it's you know. Yeah. So 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 it's I I am missing that that huge <laughs> glorious moment and just yeah. ending is ending with the bang. So you, you know, I, I I was missing that. However, it was so good. The whole thing goes together. Dave Filoni deserves it, the accolades. I know that he's probably not going to receive any award, but he should, man. Yes. Um, Jeff, the closing image of the clone helmets okay. on pikes was so... Uh, man, it was beautiful. and it, But again, sobering. It's sobering. sobering. It was very sobering. It was very weighty. But it was also one of the most stunning shots I can remember in Star Wars. This is what I talk about as far as story development and putting it into film. Yeah. The fact that they showed, you know, it makes sense. Ahsoka would help Rex dig every single grave for, for yes. those Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Did. Like, it, yeah. like in, in multiple times she was confronted with 
do you want to kill the clones in order to in order to save yourself? And she was like, nope, that's not going to happen. Yes, that's another awesome part of this episode that we didn't even talk about. Dude, like there's there's so many layers. We can talk about this all day, but I just want to leave the listeners here because we have so many things to talk about that are Star Wars related <laughs> based on this day. Yeah. But I want to wish all the <laughs> listeners a happy May the 4th. May the force be with you today because this was an awesome, awesome finale to see yes or you know maybe may the 5th you know revenge of the 5th uh maybe it'll revenge come out of then, the jeff. hey now <laughs> whenever you're listening to this we hope you enjoy it we start we're, also jeff uh i do want to apologize to the listeners because last time we told you that this episode would actually be our star wars dark empire episode two hey things happen which it is not obviously so yeah we're hoping that'll be our next one this is jeff this is brett and we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. <laughs>